Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to Wildcast Studios for another episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. As always, Fanishers, I am your birthday boy from two days ago. That's why I got the hat on. Uh, fuck, I'm 41. Jesus Christ. 41? Uh, 41. I thought you were 30. No, but I do 31. appreciate that. And that's why I bring back... Your favorite co-hoster and mine, Dad Joke Connoisseur, Mr. Jeremy Boucher. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, believe it or not, we are. We haven't been canceled yet. No, we have not. Uh, so nope. we're, we're still. We were worried. We are still a show. Yep. Uh, but no, great to be back. Uh, happy birthday to you, sir. Thank you. And, Thank you. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I did forget to post something on our social medias. Hey, it's okay. But, uh, you got me a card. I did get you a card, yeah. Signed by the entire family. Yep, including Iggy. Yeah. The dog. Uh, yeah, that was uh, impressive. Pod, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, good. A lot warmer than uh, <laughs> the weekend. So before we get into the weekend, I have a dad joke for you. Oh, okay, okay. Did you know that diarrhea is hereditary? It runs in your genes. I saw that on The Last of Us. Uh, spoiler alert. I saw that on The Last of Us before we started recording. I was like, and I'm going to type that in so I don't forget that joke. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Um, yeah, so the weather, minus 55, minus 60, whatever you want to call it. Um, since I've moved here, which, fun fact, Monday, my birthday, was five years since I've lived in Moncton. Wow. Because we arrived on February 6, 2018. Um, I get a lot of questions on how cold it is in Alberta and how... This isn't really cold out here in the winters until I now know how to explain it to people in the Maritimes what Alberta cold is. And Mm -hmm. it was Saturday, February 4th. The only difference is instead of for 48 hours, we get it for four months. It is that cold that hurts to breathe. Um, It just but the problem is it starts in late October and it goes till about January. A couple days sprinkled in there of like plus 10. Yep. Um, Chinook that Calgary also calls snow removal. Uh, but yeah, just, whew, it was, it was cold. Did you, did you end up leaving your house? No, not at all. Um, you know, that Saturday was minus, it was the coldest was registered at minus 21, minus 28.1. Something like that. Which is a new record for Moncton. Like the absolute coldest day ever yeah. in the history of Moncton. Yep. Uh, the previous record was minus 27.8 and then Saturday we got minus 28.1. Uh, so that was, um, that was cold, man. I, that's by far the coldest day I've ever experienced or felt in my life. And I was lucky my car started because I had to bring Megan to work on Saturday morning for 9.45. And, um, yeah, yeah, I'm lucky it started. We went, uh, I can't remember where we went Saturday. Went somewhere in the afternoon or in early morning, and I started my car for well, got a half hour just to warm mm-hmm. it up, make sure it runs. Started the hybrid. Meh. Oh, we went grocery shopping. It didn't really want to start at all. It was like nah, I'm gonna, but I don't want to. And then we went back out. We went to Hub City okay. uh, Comedy Festival. We went mm-hmm. to the um, Hiprov, which was hypnosis and improv. Oh, holy bejesus! It is coming back to St. John. I uh, can't remember where it is. I'll find it here in a minute. Um, if you have a chance to go, go, because it is amazing. It's a, a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. He hypnotized about 20 people. He took the top four, meaning the most that were out, and these four were out. And then they do improv with Colin Mockery, 
from oh, wow. uh, yeah, whose good. line is it anyways? Yeah, it was so good. Like, and it's <clears> tough <throat> because you can't. I could tell you everything that was on there, but you won't really get it because you weren't there. And it's right. like that's the worst thing about about mm-hmm. comedy, like trying to repeat comedy. But man, it was it was so good. I was so funny. But when we got into the car after, I was like. I've been here five years and I already forgot what Alberta cold was like and I don't like it and I don't ever want to go back. So yeah, it was, uh, that was, that was tough. I found out my daughter is, uh, tough. She's not just a girl. Um, she's a prankster. Oh, so she offered me an Oreo over the weekend. (laughs) Um, what I didn't know is he, she had twisted the Oreo apart and licked the, the uh, middle. But then replace the middle with toothpaste. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, oh. I had an, a toothpaste <laughs> filled Oreo, oh. which uh, wasn't very pleasant. No. So she's uh, no I'm good on how long like. It took me a while because I thought it was just like a mint Oreo. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then I was like, no, this is after, after like 30 seconds, I was like, this is definitely toothpaste. <laughs> and so I spit it out. And she was. She uh, had a good laugh about it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, was she bringing it to you with like the, the giggle or was she pretty good at Oh, she was. She, she, face? She, so straight face. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you got Oreo? Want an Oreo? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like mint. Mm, when did that's we good. buy mint? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well done, Avery. Um, looking at the Hyperov is what they call it. Hyperov um, tour uh, for all of our fan listeners out in Ontario. They're going to be in Richmond Hill, Windsor, Brantford, uh, Oakville, Belleville, Guelph, North Bay kind of thing. They come back to the Maritimes in April. April 4th uh, is sold out in Fredericton. Sorry. Uh, St. John is sold out on April 5th, but... If you do want to go, and I suggest you do, and you're in the Halifax area, uh, April 6th at the Rebecca Cohen Auditorium in Dalhousie University. So good. You will not be disappointed. Um, but this isn't a, a show about comedy. This is a show about hockey. So it's, well, Once I we guess, get into yeah. the weekly rewind, yeah, it's going to be a could, comedy yeah, show. Never mind. Good call. <laughs> As always, you can follow us on the socials. Twitter, Monkey Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok Wildcast Podcast. And here on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you to everyone that has supported us over these five years. Quick question, sir. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. Yes. The game's going to suck unless you're a Chiefs or an Eagles fan. Go Rihanna. So, yeah, go Rihanna. Uh, we don't get commercials because CRTC sucks. Please don't take our show off. Um, I guess first, who do you have winning and MVP? Um. Okay. So, first of all, like it's... I don't really know many players, uh, but I'm going to say the Eagles. I'm going to say it's a high-scoring game. Okay. I will say 37-34. Did you see that picture of the script that's been leaked? No. So after the NFL came out, there was a whole bunch of like NFL scripted. Okay. And there was a former player, Arian Foster, that came out and said, the NFL scripted, you get your script at the start of the week, and that's what you practice is your script Uh and all this stuff. And and then somebody on – TikTok or Twitter had the script for the Super Bowl leaked from Wikipedia, and it was literally thirty-seven, thirty-four for really? the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's that's honestly, I think it's high-scoring game. Um, MVP, who's our quarterback? Jalen Hurts. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'll go the Hurts, the Hurts guy, or um, and that's probably the only player I know on the <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, uh, I didn't even know his first name. 
Jalen. Uh, no, he's Hurts, the guy. The Hurts guy. The Hurts guy. Not the car rental. Not the, the car rental. No, nope. spelled quarterback. That. Yep. It's the guy, the arm guy. Absolutely. Um, it's usually the Super Bowl or Super Bowl MVP is generally the quarterback. Um, I got back and forth on this one because my heart, I don't care on either side. I, um, my heart wants the Eagles because I don't like the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs will actually win. I do think it's going to be close. I think it'll be a a field goal type, but I think you're looking at the thirty-one twenty-eight for the uh, for the Chiefs, and I I think. You know, generally it's usually the quarterback. Um, if the Eagles do win, I could see uh, AJ Brown, the wide receiver, being because you know he's going to have a big game. But uh, I've got the Chiefs. I've got Patrick Mahomes. But because we don't actually care about the game, the bigger story, the Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, uh, it is going to be good. I'm not. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm not a fan of Rihanna, and then I've been listening to Rihanna to get back to. Oh yeah, I like that song and that song and that song and that song. And I'm like, yes, it's going to be pretty good. Yes. She's going to put on a heck of a show. She is going to have guests, I assume. They always do. They don't generally tell you who. Uh, but your prediction for Rihanna's first song. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Because um, there's a few. There's a few. I, 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 You know what? There's a couple. But if I were to take a stab at one... So during the 2006 Memorial Cup, um, Don't Stop in Music was a very commonly played pump-up song. Yeah. It yeah. always played during the Memorial Cup, every Wildcats yeah. game. Fans went crazy for that song with the, what's the things called? The uh, clappers, not the clappers. The balloon clappers? Yeah, whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think she's going to start off with Shut Up and Drive. It's a good song. That is a good song. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, I like the song. That would be a very good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Now we quiet that so we get taken down. Um, yeah, I mean, I you look at her playlist and she's got a ton of playlists. I thought about Ponda Replay, um, as the first one. I assume I, I don't assume I would guess Jay Z is going to be there. Uh, I don't think Drake's going to be there, um, but there's just so many, so many good ones. Um, but I, I I envision something that pumps pumps up the crowd and gets the light show going and stuff like that. So I'm actually going to go with uh, Disturbia. Oh, I like this one too. Because it just allows the video, the pumping of the music. So, yeah, we don't want to get taken down for copyright issues. But, I mean, those are two very good, uh, very good opening tunes. I think she will have some guests. um, And, yeah, I'm more excited for it. It's been a while since I've been able to say this. I'm more excited for the uh, Super Bowl halftime show than I am for the actual Super Bowl. I think the last time I said that. The Eagles were, in fact, in the Super Bowl five years ago when they took on the New England Patriots. And they beat them with oh, the yeah. uh, illegal play Philly special. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah that, was, uh, that was not fun. Uh, are you ready for some news and notes from around the queue? Yeah, giddy up. <laughs> news and notes from around the queue. 
All right, what do we got here for news? Uh, well, there was a report on Monday uh, from 106.9 Maurice Radio Station. Oh, yes, uh, about the uh, Prominent Armada. investor that yeah. are going to purchase the Armada and move them to the Trois Riviera. So ah. new year, new team, the hips, new the, city. The, the hipsters, the tra- the hips, they ch- the hipster, the Trois Riviera. Yeah, they, they have the, what I tried to gather from it, because obviously the French to the English changeover doesn't really talk about it but it seemed like Schwinnigan wouldn't like that because it's in that area but also where are they going to play because Trouble Riviere has the ECHL team or were they talking about switching the arenas and again is that good for the league to have a team out of the Montreal area into the Trouble Riviere area that was a good problem with it uh, Trouble Riviere is a very good market <clears throat> um it's a hockey town. Their university program is one of the tops in the country. Yep. Uh, UQTR, like the Patriots, I think they're called. Is that the orange team? Yes. Where Gravel went? That yeah. won the that won the college yep. last year? Okay. Yep. Uh, so very, very huge hockey town. Great city. Beautiful city, actually. Uh, and I, I like it. I think that's that rivalry with Shewinigan. It's only, like, literally, it's like a 15-minute drive. It's like if Shediac had a Q team. Like that's oh, really? how, that's how close it would be. Yeah, like it's it's that. So uh, that would be why they're they would kind of oppose it. Because yeah, because it it's kind of within their their um, region. Their region, yes. But honestly, like you're, I'm not sure if I, I I'm thinking maybe that Schwinnigan being able to veto a team going to Trois Rivière is no longer valid. I think I might have saw something. Maybe I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could have been mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that that's no longer necessary or valid because so Schwinnigan doesn't even have a say in it. Blainville is north of Montreal, right? Like just by Laval. Yeah, it's up in this area here. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Trois-Rivières, like that's. I mean, Tra- I would think that it's right here and Schwinnigan yeah, right here. I would a the the fact that they would have the rivalry, but I would kind of think that. Schwinnigan's had the history long enough that the, you're not, you're gonna, not gonna have the you're not gonna poach fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they are, were they really Schwinnigan fans to begin with, or mm-hmm. were they the the jumpers on the Memorial Cup run yeah. and yeah. you know, like I just think they have such a history in Schwinnigan, they shouldn't need to be worried about poaching fans. And I mean, Charlie Rivier is pretty close to obviously trawl three places, Schwinnigan, Victoriaville, Drummondville. Like mm-hmm. that's the road trips just get shorter in Quebec. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and then, I I don't mind it. I think it's great. No. It, Trois Rivières is one of those cities that uh, they're missing a team, right? Yeah. And it's there's only one other city I think in Quebec that'd be worthy of a, tree, a team, and that's Sorel Tracy, and that's where the Bathurst Titans are rumored to be moving. But there's been rumors of Bathurst moving for ten years. So it, it's if this happens, I'll believe it when I see it. Right, it's just one of those they don't things. even have to move them out of the West Division either. No, technically not. Like Trevor can stay with Gatineau, Renaranda, and Valdor. I mean, yeah, it's just a more of a hike, but yeah, it's, it's well, no different it's, than Cape Breton being yeah. in the Maritime Division, right? Because Trois-Rivières is more east. central. Well, it's east, so you're because Blainville is more west, which would make sense why they're more why they're in the west. Trois-Rivières, you might need to move them to, I don't know. 
they need to be in the same division as as Schwinnigan just for yeah rivalry reasons yeah, I yeah. think but uh, I don't know they'll figure it out I mean it's like I said I'll, I'll believe it when I see it yeah, yeah. it's I just mean, one of those things where people have been talking about Bathurst moving for years and it yeah. still hasn't happened so I'm not there's no reason for me to get my hopes up and I'm not uh, I, I, no and I think that one if there is one that's more realistic would probably be that one mm-hmm. just because. Um, now we'll ask this to our guest here in a little bit, but I talked to you about this off the air. I mean, you're going to have a new commissioner. Is it maybe a chance to go back to the 2020, 2021 divisions? And instead of four divisions of like three divisions of four and one division of six, three of six teams. So you got your maritime and then that allows you to play with the West and the East and move guys the right way. When the West was Valdor, Blaineville, Drummondville, Gatineau, Renaranda, and Sherbrooke. Whereas the East was, well, all the other teams. Mm-hmm. Shakutami, Schwinnigan, Victoriaville, Quebec, Ramouski, Pacomo. It allows you to redo the kind of barriers and lines for divisions. I I kind of actually want to see it go back to the three divisions of six. I think it was just, it was more seamless. It was easier. Um, and it just kind of made more sense. I think if you have a new commissioner and you have a new team, it, it allows you to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, 100%. I think if, I mean, if you're going to take a team. Uh, well, you wouldn't add a team to the Maritimes, right? Because the Maritimes already has six, yeah, uh, six teams. Uh, I mean, I could probably, if let's say, if Trois Rivier happens, mm-hmm. you probably move them into the Central uh, with Sherbrooke, Victoriaville, Schwinnigan, and Drummondville. Uh, and Did- then the West is, I mean, you have to more, you have to have more than four teams in the West, so someone's going to have to move to the West. That's- so it's. Which would be perfect if Bathurst moved somewhere, and then you could yeah. move Ramuski yeah, down in and move, move guys around, right? Yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> again, that's just that's a long way in the. We are getting so ahead of things, <laughs> and uh, I mean, if you think we're getting ahead of things, wasn't there a trade in the NBA where there was a 2029 draft pick involved? Yes, a yeah, 2027 so, and a 2029. So some kid in uh, grade school. Yeah, exactly. So we're we're not that that far ahead yet, but uh, no, we're just standings and divisions and that's not my not my thing no absolutely not i'm glad i don't even have to talk about it because i don't even know where the heck we'd even start nope all right let's move on uh (laughs) this isn't q related but uh dylan gunther was sent back from arizona to the uh seattle thunderbirds so they just got quite a bit better Mm -hmm. yeah Um, they got it good yeah i did actually watch that game on saturday night um seattle and everett everett ended up winning one nothing but um, so the trade was the Oil Kings sent the rights to Dylan Gunther uh, to Seattle and Jordan Ramsey in an eighth for a fourth round. Coach Gibson, a first in 2026, a second in 23, a fourth in 25 and 26, a fifth in 26, and a sixth in 24. Now it's got asterisks for all those picks, which are obviously now involved yeah conditional i would assume on dylan gunther coming back to play for seattle which he now is so that's a good trade for seattle and that's a good trade for the oil kings uh yep so oil kings are uh, hit the bank on that one yeah so it that's, uh, feels like you've got seattle and Kamloops headed to the memorial cup yeah because portland got a huge loss yeah Chaz lucius is out the rest of the season God, what a name though yeah what a name um yeah, so not the Will Ferrell character. <laughs> so yeah, Seattle and Kamloops are kind of your your two mm-hmm. your two teams right now, and now Seattle's got like ten 
NHL first round picks on a team. Yeah. That's wild. That's like having a world junior team. I feel like doesn't Seattle have seven or eight now? I know we're getting into the WHL. I thought it was I thought they had ten NHL first round picks. Maybe I'm Who Seattle or Kamloops? Seattle. Oh Seattle, yeah. I think Seattle's got ten. Let's hope they have the same way that we do. Uh so they don't have so Gustafson one. Uh they got Lambert. Good old Finnish kid, Brad Lambert. Mm-hmm. Um, Good Finnish name, yeah. Reed Schaefer, the Oilers. Yep. Jared Davidson, Montreal. Yep. Colton Dock, who's injured right now, but he will come back. Mm-hmm. Chicago. Lucas uh, Siona, Calgary. Dylan Gunther now for Arizona. Nolan Allen for Chicago. Luke Prokop from Nashville. Nashville yeah. Then Kevin Korczynski from Chicago. Uh, yeah. And, Thomas oh, Millich. by the way, their goaltender was uh, the yeah. goaltender for yeah. Team Canada. Yeah. So. What a team! Yeah, that's um, that's that's a build. And I think, uh, just looking at the standings here, I do believe they don't flip flop when they get to the third round. I could be wrong on that. So you've got Seattle and Kamloops. Uh, Seattle's number one, Kamloops number two. One of those two teams is getting eliminated in the third round. That's crazy. Yeah. So if Seattle wants to get there, they got to eliminate Kamloops in that third round, and uh, then take on Winnipeg or. Oh, Winnipeg and Seattle is going to be some final if if it gets all that on. Yeah. That'll be good entertainment. Well, kids, get your CHL playoff packages on the uh, Roku TV or the Fire Stick or CHL TV, whatever you got. Um, before we get out of the WHL, they do have one of the cooler shows, uh, the Behind the Scenes 2023 Road to Nashville. They yeah. follow, the C- uh, I think this season, they follow like all the prospects of the 05, so the Bedard, um, Jagger, all the WHL prospects. They follow them um, kind of behind the scenes. That is one of the cooler shows. I watched the first episode. It is on YouTube or WHL Live, and that's enough WHL content for mm-hmm. a Q podcast. Your 2023 January uh, Scholastic Player of the Month. Nerd. <laughs> it's Alex Mercier, uh, the Q Team of the Week. Oh, no, I'm getting so involved in the dub, I forgot which page I'm on here. Uh, all right, there we go. Uh, to no one's surprise, there is not a walkhead on this one. Um, Samuel Savoie of Gatineau, two games, two goals, four assists. Jakob Brabant, three games, four goals, two assists. Maxime Massé, three games, five goals. I think we both overlooked him for our rookie of the year. Um, Veslav Komarov of Quebec, three games, two goals, one assist. Frederick Brunet, he's, I think he's been on here ever since he's been traded. Uh, mm-hmm. Two goals, one, two games, one goal, five assists. And Schatz, which this is <laughs> Is quite the nickname, Oliver Shatney, uh, from the Eagles. Two and zero, nine six four goals against, and a one nine point six four save percentage, and a one goal against average. I, when K. Brenton tweeted out, "Well, the goal shots," I was like, "That's that's an unfortunate uh, nickname." So and you got diarrhea, and, <laughs> and got ties now. in with my joke. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And your player of the week, like I said, uh, he's been. I mean, almost everything. He might be the number one trade. Yeah, benef- benef- beneficial. Yeah, so far the, you yeah. have to think. Yeah, he's. I mean, Frederick he's, Brunet for those from Victoriaville. He's on um, my team too for yeah. all the same reasons. So, um, so with that, let's uh, let's get to Jeremy Boucher's Wildcats podcast team of the yeah, week. Yeah, okay. Uh, so we'll start at in the Nets this week. We have uh, from Bay Como Olivier Chiarlo. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, finally got his first career shutout in sixty-six games. 66. 66. 66 games. Uh, on defense, Frederick Brunet, same reasons as a Q. 
And my other defenseman is Maximilian Struhl. Oh, that's a good Blainville. Name. Yeah. Game winning goal against Valdor. Huge win for the Armada. Yeah. Game winning goal with just under two minutes left in regulation. Uh, on a forward group, Alexander Doucette of Halifax. The first to 40 goals this season. Guess how many hat tricks he has this season? Um, 40 goals, I'll say eight. Higher. 11. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. 11 hat tricks. Not a big deal. Like, that's a lot of goals. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> second forward is uh, Luca Benoit from St. John, the their new free agent signing out of uh, Ontario. Uh, in Saturday's 11-3 blowout loss to Gatineau, he finished a plus one. Well done. <laughs> well done. Meanwhile, yeah. Joey Vitrano of Gatineau, in that same game, finished a minus one. <laughs> Is he on your team of the week? Yes. So those are uh, Luca Benoit for his plus one performance well in done, a uh, in an eleven to three uh, loss, and yep. then Joey Vitrano as a minus one in an eleven to three loss. <laughs> I don't know how he managed to do that. I don't know either, but, but well uh, done. the only player on his team to finish in a minus. <laughs> Good job, Joey. Well done. <laughs> and who's the goaltender? Sorry, Charlo. Oh, Charlo, the shutout. Yeah. Yeah. You started the goaltender. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> Oh, that's just when you know it's just not your night. When it's a points night and yeah. you're minus one, you're just like, guys, you kidding me? Put me on the ice put, when somebody scores. Put me on the ice. You know the worst part is? Probably 11-3 they beat him. Yep. I would say probably, let's go with six goals. He was probably the guy that went off the bench. Oh, yeah. The guy that jumped on, a pass and a goal, and the guy that jumped on was, yeah. he's just like, guys, you're killing me. <laughs> guys, you're killing me. There's, I think somebody on Gatineau finished with like plus six that game. Imagine finishing minus one. <laughs> Oh. And then the coaches walk in the room and go, how? Like, come on. And then they single you out for being minus one in a points oh, game. God. Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, oh, Joey. We'll keep it here, but uh, your Valdor report? Yes, uh, let's do it. Uh, we don't Valdor, have any music so? yet, but we got the Valdor report. Uh, Valdor report. <laughs> <laughs> 2618, there's the new music. Beauty. <laughs> Uh, the Valdor report, uh, this week, um, so last week we reported that they were finally in a lottery spot. Yeah. Um, so they've actually dropped down another spot. Perfect. So now in this, in the lottery, we've got a scrotum. We've got two, uh, <laughs> two, two balls in the lottery. So diarrhea, shat, scrotum. Hey, we didn't count those last week. <laughs> uh, so we get, now we get two, got two nuts and, yep. uh, two nuts in the can. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that equals uh, a 10% chance at winning the first overall selection. Uh, and, um, yeah, so Valdor on Thursday, they play Victoriaville, which will obviously be a tough game for them. And on Sunday, they play Rouen Aranda, which, again, will also be a tough game. Um, for those following along at home, there are some other key games to keep track of this week that have – lottery implications implications very good word i was going there i just couldn't think of it thank you for bringing the word to my head um also on thursday charlottetown against bathurst yep which will be a uh, another big game cape breton against drummondville another big game uh and then on friday we got st john against charlottetown Mm -hmm. uh so honestly by next week 
And then Saturday, you've got Moncton and Charlottetown. That's it. So by next week, when we're doing this show, maybe they're down another spot. Maybe they're down two spots. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. There's uh, some big implications on the old lottery this week. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of lottery, did you hear about that 18-year-old in Ontario? No. So she, uh, 18-year-old in Ontario. Yeah. uh, Went on her birthday. Went to go buy a lottery ticket. I see where this is going. Didn't know what to ask for at the store. They never do. So she had to call her dad (laughs) and put her dad on speakerphone. And her speaker, her dad on speakerphone told the person at the store what to get. $49 million later, oh, an 18-year-old wins the jackpot in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And <sighs> the nice part is she still plans on going to school. Good. Her father is a financial planner. Oh. <laughs> it's so nice when people like that that need the lottery can mm-hmm. win the lottery all right let's get to the weekly rewind since we end on that note we'll we'll jump into a both the same weekly rewind (laughs) i gotta turn the volume up weekly rewind all right so uh, welcome to the weekly rewind presented by the local (laughs) sports pub looking for a great place to have some wings beer watch sports tuesday night is wing night there um happy hours every monday night um, go to 1715 Main Street where the Salty Sea Dog used to be. They are going to have a Super Bowl party like every sports pub would. Um, stay tuned to their Instagram uh, and their Facebook to find out what the details are for prizes that you can win. And uh, eventually we are going to be having some playoff road games there. Before we get into the weekly rewind playoffs, per, yeah, per se, <laughs> um, I just want to bring up the fact that if you look at the league standings, the last 10 games... The worst two teams, the Valdor Fourier, are one and nine and zero oh and six in their last six, and you guessed it, the Moncton Wildcats are one and nine and zero oh and six. That's how this is going. Um, the bottom is completely falling out. I mean, it's zero oh and three this week. They've now lost nine of ten, bringing the record to 0 oh and two for forty six points. Second in the Maritimes, barely, uh, and now tied for sixth, well, fifth in the conference with Bay Como. Um, Wednesday, a better effort from the club uh, against Gatineau, which we kind of said they can play against competition when they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they had Mr. Richie on in the first intermission, and he talked about mistakes and how you can make a mistake, but you got to move on. You got to move past it. You can't keep making the same mistakes, which is what's happening. And true to form after that, Gatineau scores with 15 seconds left in the period after they played a very good second period. And. We're right in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, out shooting them 19 to 18 in the second period. They give up a goal to Riley Kidney, uh, which, I mean, it was a rebound shot, but they give up a goal with 15 seconds left. Cam McDonald scores two two minutes into the third. LaBelle kind of gets it back late, but that was as much as, as they could. Um, we're not going to go through each game. Friday, special teams has just been – the power play has been garbage. Uh, penalty kill has been pretty close to that. Uh, Victor went four for four. The league has it four for five, but I'm pretty sure they made a little bit of a mistake there. I thought it was four for four. Either way, four out of five or four out of four is not a recipe to win hockey games. It was six three, um, and then Saturday, like I tweeted, good news they had a lead one nothing for 20 minutes. Bad news, we had to play the final 40 minutes, uh, and they gave up the next five 
And what did you tweet me? Or what did you text me? We got a one nothing uh, lead against the best team in the league. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. And, and everything went everything wrong. Everything went wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just... I don't... <laughs> Power play was 1 for 13 on the trip. Penalty kill was 4-9. Um, goals against in these five losses is 5.2. Goals for in these nine losses is 2.6. And it's basically a point where we're getting outscored 2-1 to one right now. And... Look, they're back not to basics. back to basics, but I came on last week and I said, I don't think they're going to f- remove Dan LaCroix because I don't know if you want to have a coach for two weeks or two months and then find another one. And it looks like they're doing that. Are you giving up on the season? Am I? No, or- not you, but like you can't continue. <clears throat> like I've learned a few things in the five years I've been here and the guy signing the paychecks doesn't like to lose no which is why we have 20 year goaltenders over and over and over again and we don't really develop goaltenders because he doesn't want to lose a ton of hockey games he cannot be happy with this and uh, and continue to allow this and i thought maybe the fact that we were on the road trip allowed dan to keep his job well the staff to keep his job because it's a whole staff all of them Mm -hmm. um but they didn't pick anybody up from amherst on the way back they didn't pick anyone up from montreal on the way back they didn't pick anybody up. We haven't heard anything. There's none of those random 2 a.m. tweets and news releases. And what are we doing here, Jeremy? Well, um, honestly, there is. Let me get some pot. Let, let me talk about positives here. Yes, we'll get to some positives. Just because like the last couple of weeks. Um, and there are some positives. It's been a lot of negative, you know. No, I mean, there are some positives in the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've been we've been pretty negative. Let me get to some positives. First of all, they got no effort, like you said, was good. They played well enough to win the game, but it was the late goal that kind of killed them. Yep. Um The Plandowski goal against Quebec, I mean, basic. That's basic hockey. The difference between his goal and what I've seen from some of the other defenders recently. He took an extra second to look at the shot selection mm-hmm. and then ripped it. And what happened? Went in the net. Yeah. He didn't immediately clap it and it ended up in someone's shin pads. Um, he Somebody took, else did that. Grenier did that. Grenier did that. In the slot. He kind of took that extra move, yep. went around, and LaPena was stuck Yep, not seeing it at all. Yep. So I'm glad maybe that's something they've addressed, right? Take a, take that if you think you have that extra time, take a half a second, look at your option, and make a decision. Yeah, I like that. Secondly, unfortunately, he's now out with a shoulder injury. Upper body. Um, OJ. Yeah, he scored against Victoriaville. Yeah. What does he do? He looks at the bench and said, "Let's go." Pumps his arm and says, "Let's go." That's the most emotion I've seen from this team in quite a while. Yep, and he was one of those guys you talked about in November that we were missing. Mm-hmm. It's emotion. character. Yep, it's character. It's leadership, and that's honest to God. That's the most emotion that I've seen from the team or from a player in in probably two to three weeks now. Yep, and that's 
the thing that sucks is now he's probably what out for the rest of the year god i hope not we don't know what it is upper what now uh-huh. marty did say shoulder on the on yeah. the on the uh Shoulders are not uh, unless it's just a stinger. God for hit, God forbid. Hopefully it's just a stinger. Yeah. Um, but he that's you know that's a player who, in my opinion, should be wearing a letter because he has yeah. leadership. He he he's for me his work ethic. Yep. His character, his energy. That's the wildcat way. Yes. That's how you. Thomas OJ is how is should is how should he, that's how every player should be playing. Miles Mueller plays like that. Yep. Right? You see that energy from OJ, you see that energy from Mueller, you see it from LaBelle, you see it from Loshing. You see it from Gabe Smith. You see it from Gabe Smith. You're starting to see that he yep. he, he wants to play. He's he being wants the power to forward that yep. he's he's gonna grow into. Yep. That's the kind of leaders you need. You need yep. character, you need uh a leader, you need that that charismatic. You know, he he's not Jacob Pelche, but Thomas Oje basically has the same. He's Hudson with a little bit more offensive flair. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. He's he's got that the characteristics of being someone that should be wearing a letter, uh, and if he should be wearing one next year, in my opinion, there's no questions asked. That's that's the emotion I want to see from the team. Uh, that's I, I like that. He he, shot, he scored. He looked at the bench. Said, "Let's go!" Pumped his arms, and then you know they got the next goal. Right? It kind of got them going. Yeah. Right. They got another one right after 50 that. Fifty seconds later. Fifty seconds later, but then you know to that point it was too little, too late. Yeah. Uh, like that's that's what you need. Like this, that, that's what this team needs is that 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 f- player that's going to energize the bench that's going to pump them up uh and because that was max that was barbershop last year that was when he came back from the uh from the top prospects game mm-hmm. he had that emotion where if he was going the team was going and yeah. he was he was playing with hudson which helps but he was he was the catalyst of he was that emotion and when he was going the team was going and you've seen spurts of that from from barbs um another guy was fortunate genre i mean you don't see him on the ice often, but it's he is. I can see why he was traded up to go get, mm-hmm. and why he hasn't been out of the lineup in the seven defensemen. They're kind of moving guys, even to give a, a guy a rest or whatever. He's so smooth with the puck most nights. Mm-hmm. He makes the right play. He doesn't scramble a whole lot. Um, on the decor, for me, he's one of the ones that. He's got you know, promise. You, yeah. you see, you, he's poised. Yep. He's a po- he, he his poise is what's separating him from the pack. Again, yeah, like he's, I've, I've he's got another one that he doesn't shoot a lot. Nope. But when he does, he knows where he's to looking. put it. Yeah. He's making sure there's a lane. Yep. Um, and if he gets a puck on net, it's it's if he shoots, he's it's getting on net ninety percent of the time. If he's shooting the puck, it, it's it's a shot on goal, and that's that's what we need. We just need it an extra second. Like it, it's, you know, you can fight if you want to shoot at ninety miles an hour. Go ahead and shoot at ninety miles an hour. Don't clank it off the glass behind the net. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things. Like you take, doesn't matter if it's a millisecond or half a second, just to look and see what your options are. Mm-hmm. And that's hockey IQ, right? That's hockey sense. 
and yeah. at this point it, it's there's you're only seeing it for from seven guys eight guys now like exactly you're, you're seeing it from a couple defensemen and you're seeing it for maybe three or four forwards it goes back to what i talked about last year when they went into a bit of a slump is it seems like hero hockey mm-hmm. and they're all trying to one up to bring the team back like if i carry this all the way or i go through three guys or if i you know instead of looking for a simple what who was the line against gatineau on friday it was oh it was the fourth line it was oh it's gonna bug me now i literally messaged you it was uh Lounsbury chipped it. Nope, it wasn't the four. Who was on the fourth line? Ballantyne. Oh, McPhee. McPhee chipped it. Smith went to go get it, and they had a, they had a chance. Yeah, like it was just it was a simple fourth line north south shift where they chipped it in past. Actually, I think it was Gabe Smith that chipped it. McPhee went and got it mm-hmm. because that's what he's been as a north south player. They had a chance right away, and it was a scoring chance. And mm-hmm. it was like, and that's the thing is you saw it this weekend. I mean, they played really well against Gatineau, their best game in the past three weeks, probably since Quebec. They beat Victoriaville sans the power play. They beat them 3-2 without those four power play goals. Mm -hmm. Quebec, you're going to have that night against Quebec. They're the top team in the league, and that's how a lot of teams felt in 2020 when they were playing us. Like, You have to play a perfect game for 60 minutes, and that's really hard on a 3-4 and uh, against a team like that. So I'm I'm not upset at the three games effort in total. Something that kind of bugged me is... Are we going to pull the other goalie at any point? <laughs> like it that's two poles on Philion in I think three games his ne- his last two games when they're down, when they're out of it. And yes, they got two goals against Victoriaville. But the other guy gave up five the next night with about 12 minutes left and he stayed in for the rest of the game. So if you're doing it to one for Sparks, you got to do it to the other. I don't know what the problem was in Philly on. He let that one goal in on the breakaway that I don't think that went in. I don't, I didn't really see, and we don't have the best angles, but it's like he didn't take four penalties Yeah, and he got pulled for, and of course it looks like it works because they score two. They win the period after putting the new guy in, but you're also the guy you put in for the third period was going against the number one team in the league. And it's, do you really want to when you're back to back? So it's just it's just simple simple things, and and I it's St. John, Bathurst, Charlottetown to wrap up this six game road trip, which is home and back and home and back. They're not going away for the full trip, but I don't feel confident in it. I really don't. And you look at the playoffs right now. I mean, the fact that we're six points up on Valdor for a lottery spot that's that's not something that should happen in year three and i'll I'll turn i'll I'll make i'll say some more positive stuff here i say we're going to sweep the next three games that's just yeah yeah. something's got to give here yeah yeah. right something's got to give um and because we have what 21 games left Mm -hmm. there's something there's something's got to like yeah you're right I just can't I can't see a scenario where they bottom out lose the next 3. Um if they if they lose the next 3, then I'm I'm officially on the 
get rid of some people bandwagon here. Yeah, um, it'll be a very different show next week. That's that's true. I mean, it's been the same show for the past two weeks. It has. But they lose the next three against three winnable teams, and that's the part that bothers me. I don't care that we lose to Gatineau, Victoriaville, Quebec twice, Halifax. That's fine. It's the St. John after a week off when they're on back-to-back nights. It's up 3-1 to Charlottetown. It's, I mean, we haven't played Bathurst, but, who knows, you know, it's it's that type of games that... No offense to Bathurst, but there's no reason... None. ...that the Wildcats lose to the Titans. Because there's, they're the there's, next... There's, they're 1-7, 1-1 one one in the last 10, and they're 0-7. no reason. Nope. It would have to be the absolute worst performance of the season. Yeah. To lose that game. They've got breaks between each game, do they not? Yep. Or is it back-to-backs? Nope. they got St. John tonight, and then they got Thursday off, and then they're up in Bathurst on Friday, and then they're against the Islanders on Saturday. There you go. So they're, they've got the breaks. They, I'm saying they win all three, and they've, they've got to turn the page here. It, there's, there's, they've got to do, like I said, Okay, maybe they 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 might. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go two of three. I'm gonna go St. John and Bathurst because they don't ever play well in St. John, and I think it's just a mental thing of of St. John or er, Charlottetown. Charl- yeah, you're Charlottetown. right. Charlottetown. So I I'm I'm gonna go two of three, and I'm gonna feel really good about the show next week going two of three, and I'm okay with two of three. I'll say three. I just like something's got to give. Yep. Uh, and. I just something tells me they're going to win all three. That's that, that's just my my mindset. Maybe it's just because I've been super negative on the team recently. Um, I want to do something or say something to, you know, not have an article written about us again. Um, <laughs> what by a certain you know a certain blogger? Yeah. But uh, that's I just yep. You know what I mean? I I just I think it's there's. If there's a time to recuperate some points that you've lost, it's right now. Yep. The next four games are against winnable opponents. That's it. So if you can go out and get eight points. Yeah. You know, now we're we're not where we should be, but it's it's getting there. Yeah. Right? These are winnable games. Let's go out and get the points. And you know, let's let's just figure the shit out, yeah, and just get going because I don't I don't want to be back here next week, having to eat crow, and talking crap about the team again. Yeah. I want to start finding more positives in the play. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't like doing this. No, we don't. You know, the the last thing we want is is for like I, like I said, we don't want articles written about us that no. talk bad about our show. Uh, we, don't we don't want, want articles written not. about us, about who we are as as people and in yeah. our opinions. We don't want people not listening to the show because yeah. they're like, oh, well, they're just going to be negative for 15, 20 minutes. We don't want you know billets messaging us. We don't want players' parents messaging us. Um, we you know, do. Well, we but do not about our character, not and, critiquing our our yeah. opinions and stuff like that. Yeah. We we want to be we want a, a healthy relationship yeah. with with yeah, yeah. the staff the organization the the parents yeah. the billets but there's times where me who has been a fan for 26 27 years where there's 
just unacceptable performances that mm-hmm. you need to vent about and because I don't have another platform to talk yeah. about this stuff, right? And that's sometimes you've just you've got to get it out of you. You got to get it off your chest. You know, like some of those players that score they they don't score a goal in a long time. They'll do the monkey off their back celebration. While this is us, you know, we've we've got stuff on our chest that we want to get off. Yeah, and this is this is how we do it. Yeah, uh, I've been a fan for five and a half years. Half a year before I even moved here, I got the video game, so I knew what I was coming into. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, those are winnable games, and you've got Shakutami taking on Quebec, so that's in our favor there. You've got Baycomo taking on Ramuski. As long as that's not a three-point game, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of helps out. And you've got Baycomo and Ramuski on Saturday and Sunday in a back-to-back situation. So there are some chances to move up, and they're not – we're not hanging on to a playoff spot. And I know I said last week that – playoffs are in doubt and I kind of joked about it now and I don't think they're in doubt but you got to stay out of seven and eight and you got to stay out of Halifax you got to stay out of Quebec um you just got to start winning some hockey games and I think it's getting right back to the fundamentals the beginning of it and you know they're gonna have Loshing back they're probably gonna have Mercier back hopefully OJ is now for too long um it's just lines in a blender Put everybody's name on a dart and just start throwing it at the board and whatever number you get, that's the lines and just see what kind of chemistry you got. But um, you want to talk to a guest? Yeah, uh, the first time guest. All right, first time guest. Here we go. View from the other bench. All right, like you said, another debut on the podcast. This time it is writer for the QMJHL. Uh, he's the Hockey News writer for them as well. He is a co-host with friend of the show, Jamie Tozer, if you can ever find him, uh, on the Hockey News Q podcast. And we hear an all-around good guy. We're about to find out, Will McLaren. Will, thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, doing great, guys. Uh, that That's a uh, pretty big intro to live up to, <laughs> so prepare to be disappointed a little bit. But... Uh, you know, um, you know, I, I I was told that uh, you know I uh, you know I I should really start celebrating Adam Lund's birthday and and what's the best thing that I could give Adam Lund? Well, I suppose it would be to uh, make my debut on his podcast. I think you know that's really <laughs> the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So first of all, happy birthday, man! Thank you. And second of and second of all, thanks for uh, for having me on. Oh, yeah, hi, Boucher. <laughs> Hello, Will. <laughs> Hello, Boucher. Uh, I guess first off, our very important question, we asked it to ourselves, what's your Super Bowl prediction and MVP? And then do you have a Rihanna song that you think will open? Um, I'll tell you who I want to see win, <laughs> and I guess we'll go with that. Um, I have it with a very, very distinct caveat. I have it in my system to never cheer for a Philadelphia based sports team. It just, I cannot do it. So that being said, I mean, you know, Chiefs will give the Eagles a good run. I think they could pull it off. And if they do pull it off, it's going to have to be the best guy uh, on the roster. So give me the Chiefs and give me Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um, Hmm. Rihanna, 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 Rihanna. I, that's a good question. And it's actually one that I was not prepared for. (laughs) We we can come Uh, back to that if you want to Google it. I'd like it to be, I'd like it to be diamonds, but we'll see. 
I mean, that's just a personal favorite. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, I know it's probably not going to be that. But I do hope the Super Bowl prediction part is 100% correct because why should we allow teams from Philadelphia to win anything? <laughs> I, uh, the one, I, the one, and the one exception for that, by the way, to get back to that, is the Phillies against the Astros in the World Series last yeah, well, fall. Yeah, everybody like, hates the Astros, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how 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 vilified do you have to be that the team from Philadelphia is the better option to cheer for? Yeah. That's that that's historically amazing. Yeah. No. Uh, we heard all around good guy, and so far. You're you're killing it right now. Uh, we had shut up and drive for Jeremy, and I had to, I had Disturbia. Um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about mm-hmm. you know they're searching for a commish. Um, I oh, don't wait, if... wait a minute, wait a minute. For, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Who do you have for Super Bowl predictions? Oh, I hate the Eagles as a Bucks fan. So um, well done. It's lesser of two evils, I guess. Uh, but I'm going with the the Chiefs, thirty-one twenty-eight, and Mahomes is the MVP because quarterbacks are always MVPs. And your friend, of course, Boucher. <laughs> Yes, I, I took the Eagles. I took the Eagles. We're throwing that word around liberally tonight, as you guys. Well, yeah, I took I took the Eagles, and I I again, yeah. I'm not a big. Uh, I don't watch a lot of football outside of the uh, New England Patriots, so I didn't very. Uh, I didn't know very many uh, football player names, so I just said the Hertz guy uh, would be the MVP. Okay. Well done, Jalen not, not the, well not, done. The, not okay. the car rental, well not done. the car so rental guy. Congrats. Well done for not picking like Gronk or something. <laughs> yeah. So pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, 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 he got it. He said the Hertz guy and he was technically right. Um, so yeah, well obviously we talked about, uh, yes. the league looking for a new commissioner and Jeremy and I may or may not have put our names in it. I'm sure you've probably put your name in the hunt, but, um, I guess this goes back to you, uh, cashing in my dream of having my question on your podcast. So I'll ask you, what's something yes. you'd like to implement if, uh, if you took the job? Well, the biggest thing that I'd like to see implemented isn't just a Q thing, it's a CHL thing. Um, but by having maybe somebody different in that role, um, coupled with a new CHL president or new-ish and Dan McKenzie, maybe that takes it one step closer to reality. And that is a little more uniform um rules uniform um systems in general between the three leagues um now let's see let's see things uh, in terms of uh whether it's schedule length uh playoff formats uh you know trade um trade situations yeah. um which is to, and by the way specifically you know and this is an o thing not a q thing get rid of the you cannot trade first round picks in the o um so we don't have like you know the second round second round pick for the london knights <laughs> in 2028 going out the door yeah you know and next next year things like that um like you say it's not a q centric thing but it it, it you know, the q plays a big part in it and i i have heard from from a couple of people that it is something that i think the chl really is would like to strive for going forward but it's something that of course you know with with the people at the top uh up until this point um just it wasn't top of mind yeah. uh so that'd be that would be really a big thing um a lot of the other stuff you know would i like to see playoff formats changed of course 
Um, I think uh, I think the, the more we reward the top teams in the league for finishing on top, uh, the better off. And if they can play, uh, and, and if they can play the absolute, you know, last place team to to qualify, not just the last place in their conference, that's a benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I would certainly be uh, all on board for that. Um, and you know, a lot of the other stuff isn't so much rule changes as much as it is just getting better from a social standpoint. Um, you know, just just going along. I mean, I I host that the a, a series on the queue, uh, the queue for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it tries to shine a light on inclusivity. Um, I think, you know, there could always be more uh, done there. There could be more done by me, quite frankly. Uh, but there could be more done uh, by the league at large. And uh, I really hope whoever gets this job, whether it's you, Adam, or Jeremy, um, I really hope deal. that that's part of your mandate as well. To it's, just uh, make the league not just, you know, a better overall product on the ice, but uh, better off as well. Yeah, we're not going to separate this. If we're commissioner, it's a it's a package deal. Um, I, I like all that answers. I think... One of the things is the CHL should have a full trade deadline. Everybody's on the same wavelength, and I think that would be mm-hmm. awesome for everyone yeah. to to kind of have the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, it it just uh, when when you see the O, and this year obviously, I, I think it was a little bit more pronounced with uh, the number of players that are coming back uh, to the from the NHL and the, yeah. you know, the World Juniors being in their own backyard. I think a lot of us were paying a lot closer attention to it, but. You know, when, when you see uh, the queue uh, put their deadline in place at the same time, they always have, you know, just, you know, within inside 48 hours of the final uh, final goal of the World Juniors. If you see the uh, the Ontario League add those extra two or three days, it really, you know, it, it allows time. You know, if, if I'm a GM in this league, in one way I don't like it because it does allow for, you know, the the uh, the, the deals to get uh, – you know, to the, the value of the deals to, uh, you know, increase, I suppose, if you're a seller, you would mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, but um, but uh, it, it also gives those those GMs time to sort of get their house in order and, and fully um, understand who's coming back and, and, you know, make all the necessary uh, adaptations that they, they're going to want to make. Um, in, in order to, you know, build their either if they're going for it, build their team for that year. If they're selling off, build their team for the years years ahead. It's a very short window in the queue, and you know, as, as you alluded to, Adam, and, uh, something that uh, we could we could definitely see extended and used to see extended. It like I'd like to see it go back. Yeah. Well, Will, uh, you know, um, I'll, I'll say this on behalf of Adam. I uh, I do appreciate you, uh, you know, you being punctual this evening. Uh, you know, unlike that time you showed up an hour late for a Dieppe Commandos and Woodstock Slammers game on Rogers TV. Um, my first question for you, Will, is... never uh, coming back. Yes. Um, well, first thing... Um, He's never coming back. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying that of all the people on this broadcast that I feel I should defend myself to, you're in the top three. Uh, second of all... Um, I was not behind the wheel for that one. <laughs> circumstances are beyond your control. And uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that story back up. I'm, I'm trying to just rack my brain to uh, 
think uh, who amongst our mutual friends uh, reminded you of that? Oh, well, be... I, uh, I'm not going to mention any names here, but uh, let's get to my first question. Um, <laughs> so, yes, uh, <laughs> as you uh, obviously follow the league, uh, we can pro- mm-hmm. we can agree that the, the Wildcats are, are struggling. Um, mm-hmm. what, what do you think the, is the cause of, of the current uh, tailspin? Uh, because we have Billets messaging us saying it's a coaching thing, and we have players' parents messaging us saying it's just because the team has no talent? Well, um, I think the team has no talent is a very uh, liberal uh, way of looking at it. Um, Does the team have top-end talent? No. Um, Let's be brutally honest with ourselves. I mean, there there are guys on the top end uh, there's guys, sorry, that that are very effective, um, you know, and you know maybe maybe I'm speaking too soon uh, when I say that, and and, and um, maybe we should be including a Tim Moran in that uh, comment on top end talent. Um, probably uh, for a lot of people, is maybe the MVP of that team of this team uh, to this point. Um, but they're just a, they're a collection of guys who. Um, have that hard working moniker on them, um, and rightfully so. This team has to earn the points to get the points. Uh, they can't just, you know, it's not like, you know, and I'm not saying this because I'm living in Halifax, I'm saying it more because I've seen it. Um, this isn't like the Mooseheads where they can, you know, give up, you know, seven to the Sea Dogs and still win 10 7. Like this. The Monk yeah. and Wildcats don't have that. No. Uh, but what they do, but what they do have is a solid, hardworking core, and they have guys that uh, you know you, you just you, you enjoy cheering for. Quite frankly, um, you know whether it's a Barbashev, whether it's a Labelle, you know, uh, you know a guy like Lo- Young Loshing has shown tremendous flashes of talent, um, just to name a few. Um, you know, the more you're you're going down the depth depth chart, you know, I, I think. You know, in my viewings of him this year, I've been thoroughly impressed with a guy like Preston Lounsbury. But, you know, with all due respect to a guy like Preston Lounsbury, I mean, he is going to be effective in his role. Um, the, I just think that, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of top-end talent. And, but I don't think they're as bad as what they've shown in recent times either. Um, you know, sometimes it's, just, you know, uh, bad puck luck. Sometimes it's just bad performances, and sometimes they can all come at you game after game, and you have a losing streak on your hands. Um, that 3-3 three and three in Quebec was just absolutely brutal. Yeah. Um, you couldn't have drawn up a worse, set, a worse uh, uh, schedule uh, for a Quebec road trip this year. And, you know, they kind of got their lunch handed to them uh, on a couple of occasions, but they kept it close against Quebec. So, and they kept it close against Quebec at home. So they're capable. Like they're they're not they're not as bad as their record shows. Um, they're not good enough to be a top end team, but they're not designed to be a top end team this year. This this the window is in the next couple of years. I think we can all agree to that. Um, but they got to work for it. And I've heard the same thing that you guys have heard. Um, yeah, a lot of. Uh, comments against Dan Lacroix, um, but at the end, and at the end of the day, somebody has to be able to get the team 
um, putting forth a more consistent effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question, I guess, becomes, and I'll, I'll preface this by saying I think very highly of Dan McGuire, uh, nice guy. And he's gotten results in the past. I mean, he's got a President Cup ring with this team as an assistant coach. Like he, he's he's no dummy. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but, and I'm not even going to say that he is the problem. But what I will say is, um, knowing what I know of that franchise, and specifically knowing what I know of the ownership of that franchise, when when does it become too much? And when do, do the changes get made? Um, and is it too late to make that change this year? Do you start fresh? Um, there's, it, it's hard to pinpoint any one thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this team has been built to be a hardworking club. Um, not high on top-end skill, but high on top-end work ethic. And much like you know the Halifax Mooses with Jordan Dume and Alexander Jusset you know, Josh Lawrence don't show up um, when the Moncton Wildcats don't show up with a one number man one to man 20 uh, top notch work ethic. Uh, you could be in for some long nights and uh, you know, it's a fair, it's a, it's a little, a little easier schedule this week, three games on the road, but three games against teams that on paper could be winnable. Yep. Um, this is the time to write the ship. And, you know, if it's not too late now, um, too late's going to come very soon. And if it doesn't get righted, like even this week, you got to wonder what the future, what the future is going to hold uh, for, uh, for the people behind the bench. Yep. Yeah. You good? I'm good. <laughs> Great answer, Will. <laughs> you sure? Oh, did, yeah. I, did, I, did, I, did I check off all the boxes? No, you uh, did. Yeah, you're, you're liking there, Boucher? You're surpassing my <laughs> expectations. Well... That uh, takes a lot, I know. Um, oh, he's never coming back. Um, first of all, uh, I will gladly come back. I mean, I'll just. You know, oh, I know you will. Uh, don't be surprised if I ask you who your co-star is. This week. And, uh, it's we'll all play good. it by ear. Yeah, it's you all know? good. But, on, you know, on, that, that, the... that awful young Dobson gentleman that you once said, he was top notch. Yes, I yes, actually he was, and uh, there are some nights where maybe Mr. Boucher can't get here, and that'll be the night that we uh, we have you on. Um, first of all, Mike Sanderson says hi, so he reached out. Oh, to say, yeah, um, look, the team you talked about um, that was we were supposed to compete with for this division, and everybody had it was the Mooseheads division to lose. Um, they're mm-hmm. on an unreal heater, points in twenty four straight, ten and zero in January. Um, I mean. I guess just how would you compare this team? Because you've been in the league uh, for quite a while. Um, how would you compare this mm-hmm. team to the one in 2013 that kind of won it all? Um, it's a good question. Um, That's what I do. Do I think they're to that level? No. Do I think it has everything to do with the players on the roster? Not necessarily. Um, that team that team had a lot going for it Mm -hmm. in every respect. Um, I mean, a lot of people, you know, may forget it, but you know, they had a, they had a guy on their third line in uh, Matt Boudreau who scored like 30 goals. Um, They had guys like Darcy, Ashley, and Brett Andrews guys up and down the lineup who 
could just absolutely kill you. And on the back end, uh, they were, you know, there was no superstar, but they had a lot of very talented guys with a lot of experience, you know, guys like Mackenzie Weaver, guys like uh, Conrad Abelshauser had been around the block and, and, and all of them had something else that this Moosehead team isn't going to have. And that even goes for most of the players that have been acquired. And that is a long playoff run. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 2013 Moosehead's team came within two games of going to the league final uh, before losing to Ramuski. This year's team does not have uh, an overabundance of playoff experience. Part of that due to COVID, but also a lot of it due to the fact that, of course, they've been building up since the uh, 2019 Memorial Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, they took Bathurst to the wire last year, but they still haven't gotten out of the first round. So I'm curious to see how exactly that plays a factor. And not only have the players, uh, for the most part, not had that experience. Obviously, you know, Josh Lawrence has Memorial Cup experience, but uh, they, they won more games. The, the, the team is on one more, more games at the yeah. Memorial Cup than they did in the playoffs. So, I mean, Really, I mean, it's it, it's good experience, but it's it's you know it's not the full experience, um, and it also goes for the coaching staff. You know, Sylvain Favreau and and his crew, um, they have yet to win a playoff round. Uh, coaching status in Halifax for a lot of years was kind of like a carousel. There seemed to be a new guy every year. Um, so this is really the first time since the Memorial Cup uh, season that this franchise has had the opportunity to have somebody who's been in place for a little while uh, to um, deliver on a long playoff run. And I think there will be a long playoff run in Halifax. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, there's four teams in, in the province of Quebec that I'm looking at and saying, ooh, like, that's a lot to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see a team like Gatineau, uh, Quebec or Sherbrooke um, as teams that could have easily won this league last year. Um, could have easily won this league in a lot of years, except for maybe like the 2013s with the Mooseheads or the, you know, the 2019s with the Ren Rand Huskies. Most years, all four of those teams are, or all three of those teams have the capability of, uh, of coming home with a championship. And then, of course, you know, if, if you get through them, you also have the Victoriaville Pig, who just came out of nowhere to be to be a force as well. Yeah. Um, I really don't see this Mooseheads team winning the league title. Uh, I, uh, and, you know, not a knock against them, um, but at the end of the day, it might. This might be one of the most difficult years to actually pinpoint who will win the league. Because everybody's everybody from round two on is going to have a horrid road yep. to uh, to a to the I guess the newly re- newly renamed Gilles Corto Cup final. Uh, it, it's just going to be unbelievable. But as far as to get back to your original question, how do they stack up against 2013? Offensively, they're right there. I mean, they they've got the depth. Uh, I think in terms of uh, how well rounded they are. Um, they're close. They're, they're good. Um, and, you know, I mean, uh, we've seen a lot of um, progress, obviously, out of Jake Furlong over the years on the back end. Uh, Cam Wynott's, uh serves a, a – he's in a very serviceable role as well. Uh, David Morovich has been very understated, um, as we all learned uh, with Team Czechia mm-hmm. at the World Juniors. And even a guy like Dylan McKillen, you know, shout out to the Riverview boy. 
he's really made a lot of strides uh, since early on the season. So there's a lot of good pieces there, but I think just when you look at it from all angles, they're not quite to 2013 caliber, but for sure, I mean, this is a team, if, if, if I'll put it to you this way, if they're facing off against the 2013 team uh, in a best of seven, I, they, they lose. They probably lose in like six, I want to say. Mm-hmm. If they face off against the 2019 team, I can see them winning that. I can see them winning in, you know, six or seven uh, and fairly easily, I think. So um, uh, it's going to be a long ride down here in Halifax. I, you know, they, if any Halifax fans happen to be listening to this, and if so, why the hell are you? Because um, we're good people, I, though. Uh, Oh, sorry. Yes, that's right. Because you're good people. Well, well, let's be honest. Fantastic. Let's be honest. They're listening um, because they take. They're listening because they take pleasure in Moncton's misery. So nine of ten losses. Okay. They're enjoying this this run. Um, to, because they, because that because that feeling would never be reciprocated. No, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, it great team. Not 2013, but one of the very best. So my last quick one for you. Uh, I don't know if you said this before the league started. Um, what's your final? Mm-hmm. Because you got Quebec, Halifax, Sherbrooke, Gatineau, Ooh, Victoriaville. Wow. Uh, which which of those five make the final? Um, what makes this a difficult question to ask at this point is not knowing exactly where the standings, where teams are going to fall in the standings. Yeah. Uh, especially in that Western Conference where it's just going to be a, just a bloodbath yeah. now until yeah, yeah. the last night of the regular season with, you know, um, you know, between that and Sherbrooke and Victoriaville. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be crazy, yeah. I think. Home ice will be um, and, there. Yeah. So, I mean, that being said, um, if I was a betting person, I'm leaning towards Gatineau Sherbrooke, um, but you can sense the hesitation in my voice. Yeah, yeah, I think Sherbrooke will be in the final. If I was to, if I was to guess, uh, I would. If I had to put one team in as a lock to make the final, Sherbrooke is it. And I think uh, the two guys that we saw in Halifax here shooting up for Team Canada. Are going to play a major factor in that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Joshua Wall and Tyson Hines uh, could be playing pro right now and playing pro um, very efficiently. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the nod to, to Gatineau over Quebec uh, just because I like the makeup of their roster a little bit better. Um, but I mean, it's a toss up, man. It's such a toss up this year. And that's what's going to make the playoffs that much more exciting. I can't wait. Like the, the, there's probably more intrigue to this postseason than what we've had probably the last, I w- I'd say, upwards of, of 10 years, I would say. Um, there's that many, like, it, this isn't a case where there's two or three or maybe, you know, maybe four-ish mm-hmm. top teams uh, and then a few second-tier guys. There are five teams that could be in the final yeah. right now between Halifax, Victoriaville, Gatineau, Sherbrooke, and Quebec. Any one of those five. Like I say, somebody's going out in the third round, very disappointed. I think there's going there could even be a team going out in the second round, very, very disappointed. That's how deep it is this year. But you no, know, give me give me tentatively Sherbrooke and Gatineau, but that's a tough call. Who'd you have, Jeremy? Uh, I think I had Sherbrooke and Quebec. Quebec, yeah. Yeah, Quebec and Gatineau. Yeah. And Gatineau was all yeah. on, on acquiring Le Pena, which 
came to fruition. So yes. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> that that was yes. my pick. And I, I was like, if they get a goaltender, <laughs> they'll be all right. And and and, 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 and when I say and when and when I say Gatno with a little bit of hesitancy, but still give them the nod. Yeah. Lapena and Riley Kidney are the two two guys that I, I have in the top of my mind mm. that make me yeah. make that decision. Yeah. No, um, but yeah. Hundred percent. It's it's. There's five teams that have a chance to get to the final, um, and even the Huskies, Ramuski, Shakutami, um, they've got a chance mm-hmm. to play major spoiler if they if they get on a heater. But uh, we thank you for joining us there, mm-hmm. Will. And where can uh, all our esteemed fan listeners uh, find you? And where in the world is Jamie Tozer on the Q Hockey Podcast? Well, uh, Q Hockey, uh, the Hockey, news, uh, Hockey news on Q is available on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I can be found on the Twitter machine at Will McGrider. Um, of course, Jamie's at station underscore nation. Um, I don't know where he's tuning in from, uh, this week. <laughs> Apparently he's living in Halifax now. I don't know. Um, he could be, uh, for all I know, he'll be tuning in from like the old war memorial, memorial in Syracuse, New York. He could um, be at the Super Bowl for all you know. as good a bet as any. Uh, he could be, you know, he, he, he could very well be, we might have to delay by, by a day or two in recording. <laughs> yeah. You know, he might, he might be getting back from Tempe, who knows? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, that's where we can be found and thanks for the support guys. Um, uh, and keep up the good work on your end. Perfect. Well, thanks again. And, uh, yeah, anytime you are welcome, you are now a friend of the show. Wonderful. I will wear it like a badge of honor. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, have a good night. <laughs> you too. So you got to tell me more about that story. Uh, yeah. So, because uh, you said you had a little thing, but you didn't tell me what it was. And... So that's 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 what it was. It was, um, yeah. So he was doing a uh, Rogers TV broadcast of a Maritime Hockey League game between mm-hmm. Dieppe and Woodstock, two now defunct organizations. And uh, what happened was. They were an hour late for the game. So the story was... So did the game play without being on TV or did they have to wait for him? No, the game went ahead. Um, The story I got is that it wasn't live, but being shown the next day. So he and other person person had to go in the studio the next morning to do commentary for the first period. Oh. (laughs) Impressive. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, that was one of the uh, <coughs> one of the better interviews. I mean, I haven't really talked to him on, except on the Twitter verse, and mm-hmm. so it was good to get his opinion. And I don't think he's, I think he's hit on everything that we talked about of of this hockey club. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty they much have the talent, but they're a hardworking team. And what's weird is Dan Lacroix has that's been his mo for eighteen months is hardworking. And mm-hmm. where's that gone? Yeah, there's uh, there's. Some play, like I said, it, there's some players showing up every night that want to play, and there's some that aren't. And uh, the ones that aren't are there's a few of them that, fortunately, or I shouldn't say fortunately, they're kind of in the last few months of their of their Q careers, and um, that's I mean, not necessarily a bad thing for us because yeah. they just won't be back next year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so it's. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's where I want to go with that. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect spot to go with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you ready for everyone's favorite part of the show? Yes, of course. I always am. Let's see if I hit the right button.
Eric Murray Realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Okay, uh, so this this one, Adam, I don't know how you're going to manage it with on those social medias because I don't think you'll be able to find these two individuals. However, um, obviously Burger Fest just wrapped up. Yep. So I do want to give a stick tap to this is just an incredible performance. This oh, is yeah, this yeah. is this is legendary. Um, two gentlemen from Sports Rock, Frank LeBlanc and uh, Jamie uh, Jenneru, tried every single of the 47 burgers. Um, and I think what allowed them to pull this off was the extension. Was the extension. Because, <laughs> uh, look, you, you're trying to get 47 burgers down in two weeks. That's – do the math. Didn't they make a show like – Supersize me, supersize me. Yeah, great movie. They could have made about this. Like that's what two burgers a day. Yeah, three almost. Yeah, that's um, what a performance. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in the hospital. Yeah, uh, having you know, being recovering from a heart attack, and you know, I that's I just couldn't do it. I don't know how I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't fit in my in my clothes. No, we we couldn't even. You want we had we had goals of getting four or five and we just yeah, I had two yeah and the other one was that stupid one from Peter Pit that I talked about three weeks ago <laughs> and well it's not a burger not a burger but was it all right it was yeah yeah it was okay. good <laughs> the, the one that you're like get out of my life oh, I'm gonna have it's, that it's not even a burger <laughs> it's, it's a thing rolled up it's like a hot dog and a, yeah you know it's like a rolled up hot dog yeah a bunch of meat but uh, incredible accomplishment. Um. Wow. I, I, yeah. That's that's that, that's that's just stick tap worthy because I'm glad it wasn't me. Yeah. The stick tap of the week sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the Greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at five zero six eight six three eight eight zero two. All right, and that brings us to the Wildcast Wildcat of the Week presented by Rosemary Lynn Massage and Spa, who now directs Bill. Uh, in February, we're not going to do a like and share promo, uh, but they do have a 15% off all spa services in the month of February as well. They are doing a loyalty card, so enjoy nine spa services, and you'll get uh, one spa service free after the nine for the month of February. To book any of those, call 506-830-1224 or visit them at 1224 Mountain Road. Uh, Wildcast Week... I mean, it's tough when the team goes 0 for 3 um, to kind of find somebody that really stood out. And uh, it's the guy we talked about in early November that was the character. Um, he had a goal and an assist uh, in the three games. He's, you know, we talked about he's going to be out with a shoulder, hopefully not very long. Um, but he's a guy that brings energy, and he brings it every night. And I'm going to see if I can find that. Uh, there it is. Oh, yeah. There it is. Whoops. I almost forgot about that, yeah. Um, it's Thomas Oje. Uh, he had a oh, goal. The ogre. The, the, the ogre. Uh, he had a uh, goal and an assist uh, in the three games. Um, hopefully he's not out for very long, but he's the guy that is bringing the juice, so we need that uh, for this team as they've got now. Finishing up the road trip, St. John, Bathurst, and Charlottetown. That'll do it for this week. Again, thanks to Will McLaren from the Hockey News Q podcast for joining us today, friend of the show. Um, and look, the final three games, they start tonight in St. John, Friday, 
uh, in Bathurst, Saturday in Charlottetown. Maybe stay tuned to the intermissions in Charlottetown. Don't turn them off. Uh, head to the uh, Charlottetown version. Um, you might hear a familiar voice. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for us, and let's let's get this thing going where we get uh, three wins in three games because we need some positivity as we head into next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.